Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Today is the 27th of January, 2021. You are listening to another installment of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, a.k.a. Homage, the lion killer, coming at you from a snowy Carson City, Nevada. I hope you're all doing well out there, hanging in there through these crazy times. I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Recently went on a pretty fun trip to Death Valley. And, uh, you know, contrary to what they say, it was actually really cold. I froze my ass off. Craziest windstorm I've ever experienced. But uh, beautiful, beautiful area. I love the desert. I love going out into the middle of nowhere and just hanging out. So that was really nice. Had some fun today. It was my friend's birthday. So we went out and drove around in the snow and did all sorts of crazy stuff. Crashed my friend's car. Actually, it wasn't a car. It was a Razor. Rolled it over. It was fucking nuts. But I'm okay. And we're all right. And the Razor's kind of fucked up. But we're going to fix it. So things happen. Luckily, we live to tell the tale. Anyways, enough about me. Ooh, one more thing about me, though. I did get myself a new gun. And it took so long to get this gun. I've never had to wait so long to, to get a weapon. Get a gun. It took almost two weeks for a background check. I was beginning to get worried. thought that I was on some sort of list or something. But I'm not, and we're all good. So I actually have a pretty cool show lined up for you guys. I'm trying to make up for missing last week because I was out of town. I have an excuse. So um, I got all kinds of clips and, and fun things for us to talk about and examine. And we'll just get right to it. Uh, one of the first things on the agenda on the on on their agenda for us is is we all got to start wearing two masks instead of just one so we got to be double masking and since here the it is. start of the pandemic experts have urged us to do three things wash our hands maintain social distance and wear a mask all the time not when you feel like it all the time when you're not eating and drinking but now the experts say with these variants it's time to double up and wear two this morning dr fauci endorsed the endorsed the idea on the today show if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. More effective, especially with one new variant spreading much more easily. CBC's Contessa Brewer with us now to break down the science behind double masking and what we're all supposed to do. Contessa? Science. Hi there, Chef. Yeah, the experts keep telling us that wearing masks is really about protecting ourselves, protecting others from ourselves in the event that we are contagious. But, you know, if other people aren't wearing their masks or they're wearing them improperly, we need to protect ourselves. So experts say you can double up with a tight weave fabric mask for added protection. She's putting on a mask. Virginia Tech researchers found that doubling up these cloth masks increases the efficacy from 50 to 75 percent. A three-layer mask could block up to 90% of the particles. And if you're layering your mask, the disposable surgical mask goes on first, and then the tight-fitting fabric mask goes right over the top. Right over the top. So, I mean, there you have it. One mask isn't good enough anymore. We need to wear two. And Tony Fauci vouches for it. Fauci is vouching. And that's that. You know, I'm old enough to remember when Tony Fauci was singing a different tune when he said that we shouldn't be wearing masks. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. (gasps) 
you're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside schmutz, there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. So the guy's a fucking hypocrite, and he's a liar. He's a total phony. Ah, man, this guy's just one of the worst people on this planet, in my opinion. Ah, but uh, yeah, you know, he's it, everything's changed now. Now we have to wear multiple masks, not just one. One isn't good enough. Two masks, and I even saw something about wearing three masks. You know, three masks is better than two. Two is better than one. So maybe we should do what uh, what this guy here is saying. Good old Glenn Beck. I'm not a big Glenn Beck fan, but I came across this little video. And I found it entertaining, so I figured I would share it with you guys. Here's his response. So Dr. Fauci said two masks would improve things. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I just got to ask, wouldn't three improve it more? Well, um, I mean, the science is pretty clear. Four, four. would even be better. And let me just put it's on like, now, I got he's four masks, masks on. And uh, it's really, it's three. Four is so really four better. is the right number. Four, no, 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 not the right number. You just asked if it was better. Oh, right, right. So, so is there a better? Is good. Like it would be, would yeah, five? I would say, I would say 10. 10. And we have four, five, six, three, seven, three, eight, four. nine, 10. I think 10, 10 at a time, 10 masks are even better. Now, I am wearing 10 masks and my ears are collapsed. There we go. Okay. So now, you can see it's not comfortable on the ears, but I am perfectly safe from any kind of spittle, spittle, or anything like that. Yeah, so, you know, the, the as many as you can fit on your face, you can't be too safe, and you don't want to kill grandma, do you? Uh, crazy times we're living in, aren't we? Quite amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Now, another thing that is happening in addition to th the ruling medical elite telling us that we have to wear multiple masks now, not just one, even though the masks have been proven to do nothing. Maybe that's why they're telling us to do two. It's not that. It's just a, it's a control thing. It's a brainwashing thing, making it so people don't communicate with each other, so everyone just kind of has a shitty time. That's what it seems like. And I wouldn't put it past them. But it seems like they're getting desperate with this shit now because they're even offering extra money now to go get a COVID test. So they're really trying to get these numbers up for whatever reason. I guess it's in order to justify all of the all the things they're doing right now with COVID. Because if they don't have as many positive cases, they can't do all the stupid shit they've been doing. So now in England, they're actually offering you 500 quid, I think it's called quid, to uh, to take a test. And if you're, you're positive, you get 500 bucks, 500 pounds. 
Everyone who tests positive for COVID-19 could be given a £500 payment as a part of a new scheme the government is considering, with the aim to increase the incentive for people to self-isolate and get tested for coronavirus. The proposal would cost £453 million per week to cover the one-off payments to those with the virus. However, it could help end the pandemic by making sure people do not transmit the virus if they catch it. Ministers are concerned that people are failing to get COVID tests after government research found just 17% of people with symptoms of the virus will get tested. It is believed people are worried they will be unable to work if they have to self-isolate. The new £500 payment could therefore incentivise people to get tested. Currently, only people with low incomes who cannot work from home and receive means-tested benefits are eligible for the £500 test and trace support payment. The proposal being considered by ministers has received pushback from officials in the Treasury who are concerned about the huge cost of the scheme. Reportedly, the police may also be given health data to enforce quarantine as a part of the government's plans to increase self-isolation. The news comes as 37,892 people were reported to have tested positive for coronavirus on Thursday, with 1,290 people dying from the disease. Oh yeah, everybody's going to die. Um, big numbers there, they're thrown out. And we're all in very big danger. That's that's everything. That's the only thing that's promoted on the news now, is just danger and despair and death and destruction. And, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> nothing positive ever. So it, it begs the question, though, it's like, why are they? why would they give you money to get this test? I mean, how desperate are they to... To have people to have this pandemic continue on, and it's funny now that Joe Biden got elected. How certain states are are beginning to lift their restrictions and become more lenient with the COVID shit, even though nothing has changed according to the science, which they love to reference and and say is you know the the ultimate thing that they're following and the justification for everything that's happening. Uh, despite that, you know hospital numbers kind of the same not much has changed but they're beginning to lift the restrictions because they got donald trump in there they got rid of the big the big bad orange guy and now the world is safe so it's just how pathetic that they that they toy with us like this and it's just so in our face and so easy to see but i i think most people don't even see it still i hope some people do but i don't know now, in addition to that, we got more COVID news here. Um, this is regarding the vaccine. The vaccine has been in the news a lot, too. Um, trying to say that the world can go back to semi-normal after people start taking the vaccine, but it's never going to go back to normal. And they even admit that the vaccine won't stop you from transmitting the disease and it won't stop you from getting sick, but it might stop you from getting super sick. You might not get as sick. But that's assuming you don't die from the vaccine to begin with. So it's it's funny what's happening with the vaccine too because you had all these people dying from COVID or, or these people who were labeled as dying from COVID when they could have gotten hit by a car. But any time within 30 days, they may have tested positive for COVID. So regardless, that was labeled as a COVID death, even if they got shot or got hit by a car or thrown off a building or whatever. Uh, so... That's all attributed to being COVID deaths, but if people die a week after getting the vaccine or immediately after getting the vaccine, 
that's just pre-existing conditions and it didn't have anything to do with the vaccine and just don't worry about it. Don't don't think about that. We'll tell you. We'll tell you what to think. So, um Dr. Anthony Fauci, the the god doctor we're being told to follow, he came out and said that the vaccine may become man- mandatory. And this is something we've been talking about for a while. This comes from the Defender, Children's Health Defense News and Views. It's Fauci says COVID vaccine may become mandatory. Dr. Anthony Fauci told media vaccines may be required by some businesses for overseas travel and when it comes to schools. Everything's on the table. But as more vaccine-related deaths and injuries are reported, the less likely mandates will become widespread. So, excuse me there, had to get some water. I'm not going to read this whole article, I'll just give you the main talking points because this is something we've been talking about for a long time, how they're going to make the vaccine mandatory, not by actually mandating it, but by making it so you can't do just the normal things you want to do in life, like travel or go to the grocery store or whatever, go to school any of that shit, get a job. They're going to make it difficult to do any of that stuff unless you have the vaccine. So just giving you the story at a glance, it says that according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, some institutions will undoubtedly require employees to be vaccinated, adding that it's quite possible that the vaccine will be required for overseas travel. The COVID-19 vaccine is still in the experimental stage as they have not completed stage 3 clinical trials yet. The mRNA technology used in these vaccines is also experimental, and the sheer speed at which the vaccines have been developed and tested precludes us from knowing much about their side effects, especially in the long term. As of December 18, 2020, the adverse event rate in the U.S. was 2.79%. This means your risk of harm from the vaccine is far greater than your risk of dying from COVID-19, which has an overall non-institutionalized infection fatality rate of just 0.26%. So the likelihood of you having an adverse event after getting the vaccine is 2.79%, where you can die or, or get some crazy disease after having this vaccine, some sort of anaphylactic shock or something, it's 2.79% likelihood. So, yeah, like three out of 100 people. Uh, Your likelihood of dying from COVID, if you get it, is 0.26%. So, I mean, you know, you be the judge. You weigh out your options and see what you want to do. I, for one, would rather get the disease than the vaccine at this point. Uh, If an experimental vaccine were to be mandated, it would set a frightening precedent and pave the way for all sorts of non-consensual medical experimentation on the general public going forward. The COVID-19 vaccines are not being evaluated for their ability to actually prevent infection and transmission of the virus. And if the vaccine cannot reduce infection, hospitalizations, or deaths, then it cannot create the vaccine-acquired herd immunity required to end the pandemic. Well, that's just the thing. I don't think the pandemic is meant to end. I think the pandemic is meant to usher in the new normal they've been talking about and the Great Reset and everything that comes along with that, which is a continuation of the Sustainable Development Agenda 21 goals uh, outlined by the big, big institutions and organizations that control the world, the big, rich motherfuckers that are in a big club that we are not in. And I have a clip explaining how all that works, but it's a long one, and I might play it at the end 
for whoever's still with me at the end there. So just wanted to preface uh, my little vaccine section here with that article because they are coming out into the open and saying that uh, you aren't going to be able to do certain things unless you have the vaccine. Now, like they said, the, the vaccine won't stop you from getting it, the disease. It won't stop you from passing it on. And so, like, what's the point of it? What the fuck is the vaccine really about? We know a lot of people are going to make money off of it. And that is a big uh, motivation for these pharmaceutical companies, for sure. And I'm sure many people in politics have a connection with these people. But I think there's there's got to be a greater agenda going on here with this with this whole vaccine thing. And uh, let's let's hear what Bill Gates has to say about it because he's one of those people who well, he's not a doctor or anything, but he's the one that we're all supposed to listen to when it comes to vaccines and and p- pandemics and all that because he's the computer guy, I guess, and and he just has that knowledge, even though he's not a doctor. So let's hear what he has to say about vaccines, Mister Doctor Bill Gates. Now the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. The second factor is the services we use. So, this encompasses- you know, the truth always wants to come out, and he, he said it pretty blatantly there. He didn't even try to correct himself. He clearly said that if they do a really great job on vaccines, they can reduce the population of the Earth. And, you know... Is, could this have something to do with infertility? Anybody in the mainstream media will laugh at you for that and say you're a lunatic. But you got to keep in mind that the people we're dealing with here who are forcing this upon us and, and changing the world to their own benefit, they do have this as a goal, depopulation. They believe there's too many people and they want to have the world all for themselves. So should that really be something that is just so far beyond speculation that we can't even think about it? I think it's something that's entirely possible, in my own opinion, and it could be something way worse, you know, whether it's infertility or just causing people to get some sort of disease down the road. I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't see the point of it when it doesn't do anything to to stop you from getting this disease, which isn't even that severe to begin with. And some people are saying it doesn't even exist to begin with. I don't know. I haven't had it. I don't know anybody who's died from it or anything like that. Seen a couple people on Facebook who got it, supposedly. But uh, I don't know anybody personally who's who's dying from it. I know a lot of people who are worried about it. I know a lot of people who don't really care about it. Uh, but I'm sure the case is probably the same with you as well. I was talking to a friend of mine today, and he was saying that his wife, who works in the medical industry, I don't know where she works. It's probably in a hospital or something, or a doctor's office. I forget which. Uh she works with a lot of people who decided to get the vaccine and they were really excited about it when it first came out and they went and got it. And he was saying that she was saying that her colleagues who went to get the vaccine, uh, each one of them who got it had to miss work for like four or five days afterwards, after getting it, because they were so sick after getting the vaccine, which is supposed to make you better, which is supposed to be like a great experience is, is how they're selling it to us. And they were just, like incapacitated and couldn't come to work and couldn't function and we're feeling like shit. So just like, why the fuck? Why would you get it? It's almost like you might as well just go and make out with someone who has COVID 
and just get this shit over with already so your body can then begin producing antibodies and you could just be done with it rather than get this vaccine. I mean, what the fuck? And I'm not the only one who was a little skeptical of this whole vaccine shit. Let's hear what Mr. Uh, actually, Dr. Dr. Vernon Coleman has to say about this. He's been very vocal about the dangers of this vaccine and just all of the holes in this whole uh, pandemic story that's been given to us. And he's been smeared and censored and just attacked in every which way. He's just some old doctor who cares about people and is trying to save people's lives. So uh, I'll let you listen to what he has to say about the vaccine and you be the judge for yourself as to whether or not you want to get this thing. This is the shortest video I've ever made and I think it's probably the most important. I've just seen a report from ACIP COVID-19 Vaccine Work Group at the CDC in America. ACIP is the Advisory Committee on Immunisation Practices and this is a report on anaphylaxis following mRNA COVID-19 vaccine receipt and the report includes a table headed V-SAFE Active Surveillance for COVID-19 Vaccines. The table lists the number of registrants with the recorded first dose by December the 18th as 112,807 and the number of health impact events as 3,150. Health impact events are defined as individuals, open quotes, unable to perform normal daily activities, unable to work, required care from doctor or health professional, close quotes. That's 2.79% and it's within days of receiving the vaccine. If 60 million people in the UK have the vaccine, we can expect 1.67 million people to be unable to work, unable to perform normal daily activities and to require care. I don't know how long for. If 6 billion people worldwide have the vaccine, then the number rises to 167 million. And this, remember, is a short-term problem. We don't know what will happen in the medium and long term. The link to the report, Urgent Information About COVID-19 Vaccination, is on my website under the Health button. Please go and see it and share it before it disappears. If anyone at the BBC or any other mainstream media has any integrity, they'll put this as the main news item on their next bulletin. I'm not telling anyone whether or not to have the vaccine. I'm not anti-vax for some odd Luddite reason, but I am pro-science and pro-truth. And I'm doing something that governments won't do. I'm helping people make an informed choice. That's all I've done since March of 2020. And for that, I've been banned, libeled and sneered at by the ignorant, the prejudiced and the bought. In my view, what this report means is that the COVID-19 vaccine rollout has to be stopped now. If it's not stopped, then we know what's going on. If governments are really guided by the science, as they claim to be, they have no choice. People often say, 
What can I do about all this? Well, it's very simple. You send copies of this video and of the report, which is on my website, to journalists, MPs, family, friends, anyone who wants more information about the COVID-19 vaccine. If you want... Well, there you have it, right from the doctor himself, Dr. Vernon Coleman, uh, telling you that this vaccine could be dangerous. And he came out with that video, I think that was in the middle of last month, so sometime in December, just exposing some of the, the dangers within how people were having these adverse effects and just getting fucked up by this vaccine. But did anyone listen to him? And and did we listen to old Dr. Vernon Coleman? No, of course not. Nobody cares. We just banned him and got rid of him and, and called him all sorts of names and, and were really mean to him. That's what they do to these guys. These people who are just trying to help you. Now, unfortunately, there have been people who have been hurt by this. And down there in San Diego, they had a bunch of people getting the vaccine. I think it was in like a uh, some shutdown football stadium or some shit. Uh, they had all these people in there going to get the vaccine. People are lining up for it, despite all of this, despite all of the obvious reasons why this thing may be unsafe and why you probably don't want it in your body. There's still people lining up around the block and they just really want the vaccine. And that's your own decision if you want to get it and if if that's your thing, go ahead and do it. I'm just saying, maybe think about it for a second. Maybe do a little bit of research. Everyone claims to be following science and and they don't fucking, they don't even know the first thing about science. But regardless of that, I don't know. I don't want anyone to get hurt by anything or, or, or be damaged. Otherwise, I wouldn't be putting out this type of information. But just listen to this new news article about the Moderna vaccine, I think it is, being halted in California. Hundreds of thousands of dosages because of harm, because of uh, harmful effects that it's having on Californians. King News on this Sunday night, state health officials recommending a halt to use of a specific batch of Moderna's COVID vaccine after several patients suffer what appear to be severe allergic reactions. A state epidemiologist issuing that startling statement tonight. Those cases are now under investigation and it could have wide reaching effects. That single lot contained more than 330,000 doses. They arrived in California between January 5th and January 12th. Health officials are recommending providers use other vaccines until further notice. And that's all they give us. And this isn't something that's making huge headlines. It's something that if you type it in on YouTube, you'll only find it on this local news station. It's only got like a few thousand views. And they don't go into detail about what exactly happened to these people because they're all fucking in on it. They have to report on it because there was enough people where you can't just completely ignore it. Uh, but they don't give you the exact details on what might have went wrong. And, uh, you know, if these people are still alive or if how many people got this shot who may have adverse reactions later on down the line because they haven't properly tested this thing. That's just a fact. It, normally, a vaccine takes so many years to do all of the proper testing and see if there's any lingering side effects which may pop up down the line. Uh, but they haven't done that with this. They just rushed rushed it to the market and started shooting it up in people and, and telling everyone that they should do it. And if you question its legitimacy or the safety of it, you're just a bad person and basically the equivalent of a domestic terrorist. So 
it's fucking crazy, everything that's going on. Bummer for those guys, but, you know, thankfully, they did, they are doing something over in Washington, D.C. I think Michigan's doing it, too. I'm probably going to get the vaccine, and, well, you'll find out why in a second here, because if I can get this damn file to open, well, because of this. Beginning phase two of D.C. health plan rollout this week, Mayor Bowser announced on Monday that the coronavirus vaccine is now available here for folks 65 and older. Hopefully we'll soon get to the point that vaccinations are readily available to the rest of our population. Now, despite assurances of healthcare officials like Dr. Fauci and seeing others like our soon to be president and vice president take the shot, there are a lot of people who are still feeling nervous about getting vaccinated. So as an enticement, a local group of activists have come up with an idea they think will get people to line up strong. They plan to offer up a little something, something to the masses, a little parting gift to lift the spirits and hopefully smooth out some of that anxiety. D.C. Marijuana Justice has plans in the works to have volunteers pass out free baggies of the good good at vaccination sites all around the city. Calling the effort Joints for Jabs, the group hopes to use the giveaway as both a draw to bring in skeptics and, and the fearful, as well as an educational opportunity. Now, contrary to the name, they won't be giving out actual pre-rolled joints. That presents a health risk during a pandemic. The plan is to have volunteers in masks and gloves hand out individual bags outdoors. Safety first. Don't think they can't get this done either. DCMJ is the same group that orchestrated and got Initiative 71 passed in 2014, legalizing possession. By the way, that went through with 69% of the vote, so the majority all seem to be with it. There are, of course, going to be people who might find a problem with the plan, but listen, we need folks to get vaccinated. The sooner that happens, the sooner we get to herd immunity and back to some semblance of normalcy. So I tip my hat to D.C. Marijuana Justice for some outside-the-box thinking, and if I own a food truck, I'd be linking up with them right now. you linking up with them right now. So how insulting was, was that whole report and just the way they went, or went about it? Um, and the fact that they're trying to bribe people with weed to get them to get a vaccine. Like, how fucking insulting. Who do you think they're targeting with that ad? Do you think they're targeting a, a rich middle class, you know, not even a rich person, but like a middle class working family or or somebody with with money who who can afford weed weed is so fucking cheap now it's almost free basically like it's not very fucking expensive so if you're gonna go get a vaccine for a joint like dude they're they're targeting like the poorest segments of the population and listen to the way this guy was talking you think he's trying to talk to older white retired people like no dude he's he's targeting fucking minority people I don't know, like, it, it's just so outright pathetic and just crazy, man. The the things they're resorting to, the tactics, really, really pathetic and offensive, in my opinion. I don't know who the fuck would fall for that, but that was one of the most yeah, pathetic reports I've seen in a long time. So hopefully nobody does that, and what a douchebag who owns that, that fucking marijuana dispensary. I wouldn't buy any weed from there. Obviously, this guy isn't about the right shit. It's probably some shitty weed, too. Probably some GMO fucked up shit. Something you don't want to be putting in your body. But, yeah, 
maybe that's all it takes for some people. A little bit of little bribery here, 500 bucks to get a test, go get the vaccine, we'll give you a joint. And that's that's what they think of us. They really think we're that stupid and that that low down and pathetic where we could just be bought off with little little things like that. But it's not all bad news in the news. There's some good things happening too. And GameStop. GameStop is big, big news today. Everything they're doing there. Uh, kids are making some money. The, the, the little guy is, is fucking with the big guy on Wall Street. And the regular retail market is sticking it to Wall Street. So let's hear about that. Interesting story. Good stuff. Ten years after Occupy Wall Street, there's a new type of financial protest. But instead of marches in Zuccotti Park, these protesters are sounding off on social media sites, calling for stock tips that will make the group rich while hurting hedge funds on the other side of the trade. Their meeting place? A subreddit group with more than 3 million members known as Wall Street Bets. It was there that the idea of buying GameStop went viral. As the stock soared, the financial world was left stunned. We are seeing a phenomenon uh, that I have uh, never seen. There's nothing normal about what you're seeing when it comes to this stock right now. That's because GameStop, which sells video games and consoles, is not doing well. Their sales are plummeting and their stores are shuttering. Most analysts say profitability is still years away. So why did the Reddit group buy? Well, it started this spring when a user pointed out that GameStop had a massive amount of short interest. Bets essentially that the stock would decline. As long as the stock fell, short sellers would make money. But the Redditors figured out that if they collectively bought a bunch of GameStop, they could force a surge. The short sellers would have to buy back higher, creating what's known as a squeeze. And it worked. GameStop skyrocketed, going from $3 in April to nearly $350 today. Several large hedge funds were severely wounded in the process. You have basically the David pack of wolves beating the Goliath pack of wolves. That is retail investors uh, winning against the professional hedge funds. The weapon of choice for these new traders are platforms like Robinhood that have become popular during the pandemic. Many stuck at home have turned to the markets for entertainment and to make some money. GameStop, hardly the only heavily shorted stock that's surging. These new traders also moving in on Bed Bath & Beyond and AMC. Genius, genius, genius. Yep, I love it. Good stuff, man. That's that's pretty funny that they did that. So a bunch of gamers came together and saved GameStop and stuck it to the billionaire class. Pretty funny. Pretty cool stuff. But not everyone is happy about it. Uh, obviously, the people who lost a shitload of money are a little pissed. And they have a little more sway when it comes to, I don't know, <laughs> fucking stock shit. So uh, it was brought up to Joe Biden today or his uh, spokesman, his spokeslady, who's not nearly as hot as Donald Trump's was. He had that hot blonde girl. I think her name was Kaylee. Now they got in some redhead. She's okay looking, but nothing, nothing to write home about. So Joe Biden's got to step his game up. But this is what she had to say. Uh, about GameStop and what the Biden administration is going to do. Is the White House concerned about the stock market activity we're seeing around GameStop um, and now with some other stocks as well, uh, including the, the subsidiary or whatever, the, the company that was uh, Blockbuster? Um, and have there been any conversations with the F SEC about uh, how to proceed? 
Well, um, I'm also happy to repeat that we have the first female Treasury Secretary and a team that's surrounding her, and often questions about market we'll send to them. But our team is, of course, our economic team, including Secretary Yellen and others, are monitoring uh, the situation. It's a good reminder, though, that the stock market isn't the only measure of the health of our, econo of our economy. It doesn't reflect how working and middle-class families are doing. Uh, as you all know from covering this, we're in the midst of a K-shaped recovery. America's workers are struggling to make ends meet, which is why the president has introduced this urgent package to get immediate relief to families. Boom. So it doesn't really give you much, but Biden's getting involved. He's, he'll settle it. He'll figure it out and make sure this never happens again. But hopefully it keeps happening. And, you know, people, the little guy starts getting rich in the same way that these big Wall Street people are getting rich because this is nothing new. It's just it's never really been done before by regular people. Like millions of people get together to manipulate the market. Usually it's like a few billionaires who come together in, in some secret meeting, some Bohemian Grove shit, and they find a way to manipulate the market with their billions of dollars. Not millions of people coming together with like thousands of dollars or even hundreds and causing this price surge that happened. It's it's really cool uh, with all that shit that's happening there. So props to uh, anybody who bought GameStop. I didn't. I was, I was late. I wasn't invited to the party. I wasn't in the Reddit group. So bummer. I'm still hoping for to get some money with Ethereum, man. Like, what the fuck, dude? This thing's got to start taking off. I was told it would get to 10000 It's not there yet. But I have faith. Uh, I'm hodling. I'm hodling pretty hard. And hoping to make a bunch of money on that so I could promote my next album and actually have some people listening to it. But I've had a, it's really tough right now. I don't know what to do because all my social media shit is getting censored like hardcore for me speaking out, I guess, because of the COVID shit and whatever else I talk about on there. But I'm, engagement's down by like 80%. And uh, I don't know how much longer I'll even have that platform. Uh, Instagram was what I was most active on, and that's the one that's being censored the most. So fucking bummer but a lot of people are, are leaving that shit anyways because a bunch of people are sick of that but i don't really know the alternative it's i don't know we'll figure it out no big deal but in other news we have more stuff about bill gates it turns out he's the biggest owner of farmland in america now and that's concerning considering that he wants to depopulate the world Big GMO guy. Like, I just don't fucking trust this guy. What the fuck is his deal? What is his deal? I do not trust Bill Gates. Uh, we could read this article from Forbes, though, and give you a, a little introduction about how much land this guy's got for farming. It says, Bill Gates, the fourth richest person in the world and a self-described nerd who is known for his early programming skills rather than his love of the outdoors, has been quietly snatching up 242,000 acres of farmland across the United States, enough to make him the top private farmland owner in America. And he was never very good at programming. He stole his shit. But that's a whole other story. Stole that program. Uh, after years of reports that he was purchasing agricultural land in places like Florida and Washington, the land reporter revealed that Gates, who has a net worth of nearly $121 billion, according to Forbes, has built up a massive farmland portfolio spanning 18 states. His largest holdings are in Louisiana, where he has 69,000 acres, Arkansas, where he has 48,000 acres, 
and Nebraska, where he has 20,000 acres. Additionally, he has a stake of 25,000 acres of transitional land on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona, which is being developed as a new suburb. That's got to be one of his fucking smart city things where you can't have a car, you got to ride a bike. Uh, kind of like The Giver. You ever read that book, The Giver? I remember that one. According to the Land Report's research, the land is held directly and through third-party entities by Cascade Investments, Gates' personal investment vehicle. Cascade's other investments include food safety company Ecolab, used car retailer Vroom, and Canadian National Railway. While it may be surprising that a tech billionaire would also be the biggest farmland owner in the country, this is not Gates' only foray into agriculture. In 2008, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced $306 million in grants to promote high-yield sustainable agriculture among smallholder farmers in sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia. The foundation is further invested in the development and proliferation of super crops resistant to climate change and higher yield dairy cows. Last year, the organization announced Gates Ag One, a nonprofit to advance those efforts. So, so what he's been investing in actually is the manipulation of of regular crops, kind of like what Monsanto's doing. They say they're just trying to make these super crops and make shit resistant to climate change or whatever, and and help to feed more people, and they're just trying to save the world, but in reality, it's quite the opposite. I do not trust this Bill Gates guy. If you want to learn more about him, I would highly recommend you watch James Corbett's documentary, Who is Bill Gates? You can find it on his website, CorbettReport.com. He does a very in-depth analysis of who Bill Gates is, where he came from, how his father was a eugenicist, how Bill Gates is a eugenicist, and and how he's being used as this figurehead to to promote this this technocratic one world order fucking agenda. So fuck Bill Gates and fuck his farm. And I'm not eating anything that is grown there. Hopefully, maybe I am. I don't know. Not willingly. <sighs> but anyways, man, I'm running out of shit. I thought since I had so many clips that this was just gonna go. Well, I guess I've already been talking for a while now, almost 42 minutes. And I have a couple more articles I can read you, too. So, what else do we got here? What else do we got? I'm so sick of talking about COVID-19 and the vaccine. How about this? This is a fun topic. Would you be considered a domestic terrorist under this new bill? I think I would. This is by Robert Wheeler of ActivistPost.com. It says, After 9-11, the entire country collectively lost its mind in the throes of fear. During that time, all civil and constitutional rights were shredded and replaced with the pages of the USA Patriot Act. Almost 20 years later, the U.S. has again lost its collective mind, this time in fear of a virus and its super mutations and a riot at the Capitol. A lot of people called this... A lot of people called this, and to the surprise of very few, much like after 9-11, Americans are watching what remains of their civil liberties be replaced with a new bill. And that bill is the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021. The DTPA is essentially the criminalization of speech, expression, and thought. So that sounds great, right? And what they're using as a justification for this is the supposed riot at the Capitol, the insurrection they're labeling it, when it's some people who fucking walked in there 
and stayed within the velvet ropes. <laughs> like, they didn't have guns. They weren't murdering people. I get, But somebody did die. I think she was killed by a cop. But it, it, it was certainly not, like, a resurrection that you would see in another country or, like, a resurrection. That's a resurrection. Insurrection that you would see in another country, like, like America has been behind in so many other countries across the world. This shit was like barely anything. It was like a fucking field trip. Meanwhile, the whole year there was there was all these actual riots where cities were being burned down and crazy fucking shit was happening. Businesses being looted and just windows broken and people dying and shit like that. But those were all just peaceful protests. But but now they're calling this an insurrection. That's how you know it's, it had to have been a false flag, fucking inside job. There was a bunch of actors present there. There was people who were known to have worked for the Army's fucking psychological operations team who were leading people all the way to Washington, D.C. To, to have them help storm the Capitol. So this thing was just such bullshit from the beginning. And just like what happened with 9-11... They're using this event as an excuse to push in this new legislation, which is just going to take more people's rights and going to be shitty. So it's once again, the DTPA is essentially the criminalization of speech, expression, and thought. It takes cancel culture a step further and all but outlaws unpopular opinions. This act will empower intelligence, law enforcement, and even military wings of the American ruling class to crack down on individuals adhering to certain belief systems, and ideologies. According to Michigan Congressman Fred Upton, the attack on the U.S. Capitol earlier this month was the latest example of domestic terrorism. But the threat of domestic terrorism remains very real. We cannot turn a blind eye to it, Upton said. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act will equip our law enforcement leaders with the tools needed to help keep our homes, families, and communities across the country safe. Congressman Upton's website gives the following information on DTPA. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021 would strengthen the federal government's efforts to prevent, report on, respond to, and investigate acts of domestic terrorism by authorizing offices dedicated to combating this threat, requiring those offices to regularly assess this threat, and providing training and resources to assist state, local, and tribal law enforcement in addressing it. Goes on to talk about who would be involved, the DHS, the DOJ, the FBI, and how it's all about just monitoring, investigating, and prosecuting domestic terrorism. So you know where this is heading. Anybody who questions the government, anybody who calls them out on the fucking bullshit they're doing, like what I'm doing with this podcast and what many other people are doing but not enough, um, we're all going to be just be labeled domestic terrorists. And, and fucking they'll have the justification to like lock us up. They're already silencing people. They're already deleting them from social media and even trying to get people fired from their jobs for having certain political beliefs. So this is this is uh this is a pivotal moment in the world, especially in America, because you know, we're supposed to do this shit to other people, man. What the fuck? It's not supposed to happen here. We're getting a taste of our own medicine. And it's so true, we're, we're definitely experiencing a revolution in this country, and the same tactics that the CIA uses in all kinds of other countries across the world um, throughout the last hundred years, the same exact shit is being done to us. And 
people need to wake up to what's happening or else it could get really bad, you know? So, I don't know. I could I could read this, but I'm not going to. It's so painfully painful to read. <laughs> I'll I'll put up a link to it though so you can read it. But I can't just be reading everything to you guys. You got to read for yourself sometime, don't you? What else do we got here? What else do we got here? We have sewer cleaning robots. That's a fun story. We'll we'll leave on a high note here. I'm about getting I'm about ready to get out of here. It says sewer cleaning robots operating via sensors and frequencies similar to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Plenty could go wrong. This is from Activist Post, and it was written by BN Frank. So interesting, sewer robots, like a RoboCop in the sewer. Using all these sensors and shit. Hidden from plain sight, oh wait, it says, an army of sewer robots could keep our pipes clean, but they'll need to learn to communicate. Hidden from plain sight under the UK's roads, buildings, and parks lies about 1 million kilometers of pipes. Maintaining and repairing these pipes requires about 1.5 million road excavations a year, which causes either full or partial road closures. These works are noisy, dirty, and cause a lot of inconvenience. They cost around 5.5 billion pounds a year. It doesn't have to be this way. Research teams like mine are working on a way of reducing the time and money that goes into maintaining pipes by developing infrastructure robots. And this is the guy who is doing it. It's Viktor Doishinov of University of Leeds. Uh, in the future, these robots will work around and for us to repair our roads, inspect our water and sewer pipes, maintain our lamp posts, survey our bridges, and look after other important infrastructure. They will be able to go to places difficult or dangerous for humans, such as sewer pipes full of noxious gases. So, how many, how many jobs, man? How many jobs are going to be lost because of this shit? They took her gerbs. Uh, we are developing small robots to work in underground pipe networks in both clean water and sewers. They will inspect them for leakages and blockages, map where the pipes are, and monitor their condition for any signs of trouble. But what happens when the robots need to go to places where our existing wireless communications cannot reach them? If we cannot communicate with them, we cannot stay in control. So here comes the pipe bots. The underground pipe networks are complex, varied, and difficult to work in. There are many different pipe sizes made of different materials placed at many different depths. They are connected in lots of different configurations and filled to different extents with different contents. PipeBots is a large UK government-funded project working on robots that will help maintain the pipe system. These robots will come in different sizes depending on the pipes they're in. For example, the smallest ones can fit in a cube with a side of one inch, while the largest ones will be as long as 50 centimeters. They'll operate autonomously thanks to an array of sensors on board. The robots will use computer vision and a combination of an accelerometer, a gyroscope, and a magnetic field sensor to detect where they are. They will have ultrasound and infrared distance sensors to help them navigate the pipes. And finally, they will have acoustic and ultrasound sensors to detect cracks in water pipes, blockages in sewer pipes, and to measure the overall condition of the pipes. Now, so you're going to have all these pipes, or all these fucking robots in the sewers, kind of like the Matrix, right? This is what the Matrix, what's happening in the Matrix, dude. Uh, except those were like squid fucking things. Uh, and 
they're all going to be beaming out these radio waves. Under, so not just, no longer is the radio waves confined to above the ground. We're going to have them below our cities too. So there really is no escaping this. It's going to be in space. It's going to be all around us in our homes, uh, from the cell phone towers and, and the power lines, and now under our feet as well. So radio waves, wireless communication technology using radio waves is everywhere these days. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and of course mobile phone networks such as 4G. Each of these work at a different frequency and have different bandwidths. Unfortunately, none of these signals can go through soil and earth. We are all too familiar with how mobile phone connections drop when a train goes through a tunnel. However, if we had a base station already within the tunnel, it would allow radio waves to travel along its length. So, I'm sure you can see where this is going. And, uh, just more, more radiation. More radiation everywhere. There's no escaping it, and there's no public discord on it. There's no proper education. It's just, we're at the total mercy of these telecom companies, and I think, I think radio waves are largely to blame with a lot of the illness that we see today. That, in combination with the food and how shitty our food is now and our water. Um, it's basically poison. Like all the vitamins and stuff are, are sucked out of it and it's all genetically processed and it's just not very good. It's not very good stuff. And also through selective breeding and whatnot. And I don't know, it's just not good, but the radio waves, they're such a new thing and how they just permeate the environment and how we live in this ocean of, of electromagnetic radiation, it can't be good. It's got to be fucking with us in some way because human beings and all life forms are all electrical beings. We're all vibrational fucking things. And electromagnetism is is a vibration. It's an oscillation and and something vibrating really fast going through you and, and in you and out you. And who knows what it's doing to us, to our brains, to our bodies and and how this links to cancer and and things like that because I'm I'm sure you you probably know people close to you who who have these mysterious illnesses and they're just popping up more and more like fucking every day and I don't know I I just think that the radio frequencies are are a huge a huge factor in this and the fact that we're always on computers always on our phones it just can't be good I don't know. But what can you do about it? I mean, is is it going to stop? We've come too far. It's not going to, like, we can't go back to the fucking Stone Age, go back to candles and, and horses and buggies. We're too far. But maybe there is a, a better way of going about this than, than than what we're doing right now. Because if the thing is, if people don't come out and say something about it, then these companies who have all the influence in the world and all the lobbying power, they're going to get their way every time unless there's a public outcry and unless people become educated about the dangers of this stuff, it's just going to keep happening. And uh, the problem is, though, people love it. I mean, people fucking, we're addicted to it. And a lot of this technology, I'm talking more about cell phones, not these sewer robots. Uh, This stuff is made to get you addicted. And... We're we're pretty deep in it now, so I would recommend that you look at this article. I'll, I'll put the link up so you can check it out because it's pretty interesting, and they have all these links to people talking about the the dangers of these frequencies and how 
how we're not getting all the facts, at least from the mainstream media. Activist Post is doing their job, though, so props to them. And that's about all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Kind of went a little different route here and, and played more clips so you didn't have to hear just me babble and babble on forever and ever. And I'm going to leave with a really cool song that I came across, which is a different vibe from usual as well. It's something called a hang drum. And I had never heard of this instrument before, but it is a really sweet sound. And the guy who was playing it just looked like he was having a good old time. He's just sitting in some fucking tunnel, chilling, having a good time. So here it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to homagetheliongkiller.com if you want to support. Buy some merch. Leave a donation. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Download my music. Send me an email. Tell me you hate me. Just kidding. Don't do that. Send me one of these instruments. I could, I could play this. It could be on my next album. <laughs>